Before we get going on this week's episode, I do want to acknowledge that we did have some audio problems this week with the episode. Uh, we have a great guest, Victor, and I don't want to edit him out, um, but unfortunately, we did have some audio problems that came up through the recording process that I believe we have now fixed, but it does lead to some moments where the sentences don't always go together, uh, so if you'll just kind of bear with us during those times when things kind of jump off the rails and don't make a lot of sense and continue listening, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, did the best to edit that I could this week, and I'm hoping that it makes mostly a semblance of some normalcy during the podcast. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we review the Bare Naked Lady songs alphabetically from 7 to Y. I am Tracy, and the last two Tuesdays have rained here in Maine. You can't get a consistent weather all across the United States at one time. But I heard the last week Canada had a dry spell. (laughs) It was high and Canada dry. I am joined this week by Michelle. Hi. Who has some water by her so she doesn't get parched. (laughs) And we don't have Aaron. I'm assuming that it's hot and humid down in Jamaica right now. So I hope he's having some fun during his work trip. And this week we are joined by Victor Sherb. Did I pronounce that correctly, Victor? That's it. Woo! All right. Get one for me for finally. From unofficial Bare Naked Ladies on YouTube and Facebook. Greetings, Victor. Hi, Tracy and Michelle. Hi, Victor. <laughs> nice to see you again. So you're not going to get Canada dry either. Uh, no, I have blackberry iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are talking about Canada dry. You leave me high and Canada dry. I'm out of your head and I'm losing my mind. Now listening to Joey's making me cry You're leaving me high And Canada Dry Off Fake Nudes 2017 It is a song by Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra and Ed Robertson working together It is the lead song off the Fake Nudes album It was released for download in September 22nd, 2017. So prior to the album, about two months prior to the album being released. Now, interesting, I was searching out more on this album this week as we were talking about it. This song was not released as a single. Um, The song 2020 Hindsight, which we covered way back, episode number two, was cut off the vinyl version of this album. I'm not quite sure why they chose to do that. I think... I didn't think it was their best song, but it it was still a good song. Why cut it off vinyl, you know? So let's talk a little bit about Canada Dry. A great mixer. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than Schweppes. Although if Schweppes is all you have, it'll work. (laughs) But Canada Dry actually uses real ginger in its ginger ale. Though I did see while um, sort of researching for this... uh, there was just an article on YouTube that some lady is suing Canada Dry for not having real ginger. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's something that's out there. Ooh. Really? 
Because they they put it right there on the label. Gin, real ginger added. Well, that maybe why she's suing them <laughs> if it's not true. I will have to look that up this week during the midtime and see if I can post it on our liner notes then. That's yes. interesting. So maybe there's actually a verdict by now too. Could be. So let's talk a little bit about this song, about the music. Uh, not the actual soda. I will say the music was okay. You know, there are certain parts of the chorus that the, the lush harmonies were delightful to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I felt that it almost had a funeral dirge pace to it, you know, that sort of... Yep. Um, and so, I mean, it was okay. Is it something I would go to or look for? I don't necessarily think so, but I didn't hate it, you know. I, I think that's interesting you put it that way because Ed himself said this is a melancholy love song to the country that he loves. Interesting. Well, there you go. That, that's I guess that's what I picked up on the 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 mourning or the the melancholy. Yeah, um, I can certainly see it as a melancholy song. Uh, I'd probably more describe it as loping than dirge like. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, it is a song about expressing sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that's a really good way of putting it. It definitely this song definitely sounds painful in the way that it comes across. Yes, agreed, for sure. And not painful to listen to, just... <laughs> but painful, right. I know what you mean. Like, there's pain coming from the song. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, virtually every line is kind of an expression of, of loss somehow. Um, and, you know, it's as big as Canada. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It's almost like a, a sad reminiscence. Uh, yes, yes. Which is a, a theme that Ed goes back to often throughout his, his career of that sad reminiscence and how looking back on things and wishing, wishing life were different isn't a healthy thing to do, but also is a thing that is normal for us to do. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's a sort of melancholy quality. It's one of, one of the things that it attracts me to it because um, I just tend to like songs like that. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, agreed. So it's a very simple song. Like, there's not many instruments on the song. Um, they do use brass again in the song, but it's it's just the basic instruments. Like, you look at the the breakdown of like who's on what instruments, and it's just the the band using their basic everyday stuff. Yeah. Well, Kevin does play a lot. Um, he's on like um, pianos and synths and guitar and I think something else too. But that's Kevin. He always does that. <laughs> It'd be something weird for Kevin not to do that. True. You know what's funny? I thought a couple of times in the song, it Ed almost sounded like Kevin Hearn singing in a way. In a way. Like it just, and maybe it was because I was moving when I was listening. You know what I mean? Walking past the speaker, but it was sort of like, it just, it has that Kevin Hearn feeling. You know how some of his songs... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know I, I first heard the song in September when it came out, uh, online, uh, and I just loved it. Um, in fact, I, but, um, yes, um, mm-hmm. I'd actually made the, vi- the video, uh, before the album was officially released. Um, I couldn't put the video up cause actually, um, although I could download it, I couldn't actually upload it with the, right. 
uh, music, the uh, official music. And so, okay, well, I didn't. And, and there oh, were, so they did re-record this. Yeah, and there were live versions, but they just weren't very good audio quality. Uh, but I was happy that when it came out, you know, I suddenly could download it and upload it again. And so I ended up, of course, using the official release. Right. But I think it's actually a little bit different than what was released in September. Um, in that I think actually it does say Gordy's making me cry. Yeah. Um, no, it's very odd that they would they would make a change like that so close to the uh, release yeah. date, especially after releasing this song for everyone to kind of hear. And in the 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 actual album release version in November uh, was Gord is making me cry. Because there, there was a lot of controversy on what was being said, and I wonder if that's part of the reason that there's such controversy about it. Yeah, I kind of uh, huh. kind of wonder uh, in part because uh, I mean the song was probably so. Yeah, that would explain a lot about why why there was that that controversy about whether he was saying Gord or Gordy. Oh, yeah. And you can find versions where he says either either of those, yeah, if you look online and look at the live versions. Right. I mean, there's no, no listing of when it was recorded, but, yeah, I would imagine that that's probably accurate. Right. And, and what, they probably wouldn't have even had to re-record it. I mean, all they had to do was leave out a syllable, after all. Because I think by, by the time the album came out, I mean, it really had... Oh, yeah, I mean, and he says it actually in their their little discussion before and after. I don't remember whether it was before or after, um, but he definitely says it was definitely a tribute to Gord Downing right, at that point. Right, right, and I, I think that the song really had become that. Gord didn't really go as Gord... Da- Gordy... Gord Downey didn't really go as Gordy. He mostly went as Gord. And when it comes to Canada, if I hear the name Gordy, I'm going to think of Gordy Howe. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think the fact that, I mean, he sort of... I mean, he literally died right right in the middle between the release online oh, yeah. um, on YouTube and the actual album release. <clears throat> and I think that really changed the dynamics. Um, I note you can find online uh, the... Right. So that's interesting. Yeah, so you mentioned some of the references. So we have Neil, which is obviously Neil Young. We have Tommy, which is Tom Cochran, because he mentions life as a highway. Oh yeah, um, no, I uh, I became a fan of Tom Cochran because of this song. Uh, <laughs> I love mm-hmm. Tom Cochran; he is amazing. And then we have Joni Mitchell, of course. And then finally, I think you're right that it re- originally was Gordon Lightfoot that they were referring to, which is a Canadian tribute. But then they changed it to Gord Downey, which is tragically hip and also has a lot of ties to. Bare naked ladies from the past. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a little bit, um, uh, in a way, awkward. I mean, part of it is just, I mean, who is this song addressed to? Who's you? That's a really good point. If it's Gord Downey, it's a little bit odd because then they're criticizing him for, you know, dying and and leaving them alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was originally written that way. Yeah. Where um, I think, in a certain sense, it's it's more about people leaving Canada uh, for a really a, a new career, and mm-hmm. you know this is uh, a kind of complaint by somebody left behind. Um, true. Yeah, although it's probably not totally it's true really, to say. So it's interesting. Like, there's all these references. I don't get all of the references. Um, I want to go to your video real quick. You would, so they mentioned in the Victoria to St. John is the further. Those are the two furthest points from one part of Canada to the other. Although 
it, I think White Horse in the Yucatan, Yukon, get it right here, um, is actually further from St. John than than Victoria. And there's actually further points in there. So I almost wonder, like, so you got the map that you that you put up in your video um, that showed Victoria to St. John. Where did that come from? Yeah, the uh, the map is the uh, Trans-Canadian Rail and uh, Sea Cruise, a map from the Society of International Railway Trains. Oh, so that's the furthest from one rail to the other that you could go. It's a, actually from the, the Luxury Train Club. Uh, oh, hmm. Well, right, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, that's why I wondered because there are, are further points in in Canada than Victoria. Jim Cuddy. Right, who's uh, from Vancouver originally. Uh, yes. And Alan Doyle, of course, is from St. John's in Newfoundland. Oh, really? Right, with with L right there in the middle. It's perfect. I never thought of that. That's amazing. Holy cow. Yeah, so you have Jim Cuddy, who's from Blue Rodeo. They're very interesting music. Hey, hey, I guess it hasn't hit me yet. I through this crack and I kind of lost my head. I, um, I was listening to him last night to get to get and they're huge like 15 albums since 1984 like that's a masterpiece of work there bnl i don't even think has hit 15 full albums yet so uh actually fake nudes was there 15 was it yeah i've i've read that in yeah magazine articles i've never actually counted 15th <laughs> studio album yeah i'm sure that doesn't count live albums and then Alan Doyle is from Great Big C. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed their honor and their pride. Which is also really interesting music. Uh, if you haven't had a chance mm. to listen to them. Yeah, they're an, they're an awesome band. Um, I've uh, liked them ever since I visited um, Cape Breton and sort of up there. Though I've never been to Newfoundland. And wow. uh, just tons of awesome music. And one of the bands was Great Big C. Have you ever heard of them, Michelle? I have not. So they, they, they do kind of a folk rock version of sea ditties, um, of sea shanties. Um, so they do a really energetic version of them. Um, it's it, like I was listening to them last night, and it reminds me a lot of Irish jigs. It, it, they have a strong Celtic, you know, flavor. It is. It's, it, it was really interesting. It's not something I would listen to normally, but I, I could see that if you're from that part, it would be like an intriguing thing to listen to. And going back to uh, Ballad of Gordon, Michelle, remember how we had that mm -hmm. discussion of the, the eyes, the guy that set the sails and stuff like that. And we were discussing like eyes where he came up with that and using the word eyes and then double playing it with the ISE. And we're like, well, is that an actual like play on it? Or what is that? They actually have a song with Great, Great Big C called Eyes the Buy, which is, and a person from Newfoundland actually said, I, no, the word eyes is actually a conjugation verb of yeah, so, some kind of word meaning I is or I am. Interesting. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So it is an actual thing. So it was, 
it was even Ed being very smart with their their choice of words and playing on double meaning. Of course, of course. So when you think about it, if he if he's singing it to his country, you know, and you think of the state of the world, it kind of adds an extra layer of like real sorrow um, and sadness and melancholy. If you think of it that way, just with how everything is going, not to get political or anything, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It just it just sort of like hits me a little bit harder i think just because of all the chaos mm-hmm. it's interesting that he says like so ed says this is a song that is meant to sort of be a homage to canada but also at the sad time same time sadness about canada losing all these famous people that become famous yeah but i don't think of Joni mitchell or Gordon Lightfoot or Gord Downey or Tom Cochran really like leaving Canada and becoming like coming to America and becoming big and famous in America. Like they become big and famous, but they are known as Canadians. I think the only one on that list that I would say fits that that definition of going south is really Neil Young. And even Neil apparently, you know, had a has a place in Toronto uh, Mm because Kevin talks about. You know, meeting him there in a teepee in uh, 1998 um, on a uh, little clip on YouTube. I, you know Canada a little bit better than I do, it sounds like, Victor. What was the Saskatoon sunset statement? Like, I looked it up all last night. Well, not all last night, but, you know, good part of it. Yeah, well, for me, it was really just an excuse to find Saskatoon sunsets. And I... And I picked the, I just picked the prettiest yeah, one. Yeah, because it's known mm-hmm. for its bridges. Like, it's the Paris of the Prairie, it's called. Like, it's known for for having nine different bridges across the river at that point. But it's not really known for its sunsets. Like, I couldn't yeah. find anything about the sunset. So it's almost like he was just trying to throw yeah. some kind of I, thing. I mean, in terms of the song, it, it would have to mean something like, as short as a sunset. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's known to Canadians and not to Americans. <laughs> maybe we Americans are missing out on the Saskatoon sunsets. Yeah, there do seem to be some pretty pictures of them. So your interpretation, Victor, in your video. So people who don't know, Victor does the unofficial Bare Naked Ladies slideshows and like music compilations kind of thing. Beautiful, especially this song. I absolutely loved it. One of the things I was like, that I found interesting about this, and it goes back to a discussion and a controversy that came out when this song first came out. And Ed kind of shot it down, but I want to say that you're probably closer, and I think Ed was just covering up, is this implication that the song is really about his relationship with Steven. Well, that kind of makes sense with, you know, lines about, you know, we had it from the outset, and uh, bawling in a bus across the USA and wanting to go back to the beginning again. Um, lines that, that uh, make a lot of sense uh, applied to Stephen. Right. Um, the, uh, and also the sense that, that in a way he's seen as uh, having left Canada. And you and you did that on their slideshow. Like you showed the, the Gordon picture of them together. And then afterwards you showed the, the picture of them more recently with just the four of them. I love that. That was beautifully done. Oh, yeah, I was uh, yeah, tr- trying to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. Well, because the song does, too. And I think that's actually one of the reasons it does. Because there's a real sense of loss there. 
and uh, this song really expresses it. Well, and that ties in with the line, trying to use a record to repair my heart. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to start again, my friend. Like, you could totally take that as directly related to Ed and Steven. Oh, very much. And there's a whole bunch of other ones. So I I went through the song. I'm like, okay, how many of these lines listening to it really kind of makes a lot of sense looking at it through this other filter of what it could mean. Well, there's Ballin' in the Bus Across the USA, which is what they did on their first major tour of the USA. Dumb mm-hmm. enough to think that it would stay that way. So it's once again like, hey, in the past during one week, we had this belief that we were on the rise and we we're going to be this way. And then it just kind of all sunk below that line again. Um, and then you have your Leaving Me High and Canada Dry. I'm out of my head and I'm, I'm out of your head and I'm losing my mind. Like, how else can we take that? I'm out. You know, I'm out of your head. Like you've forgotten me, and it's driving me crazy that you've forgotten me. Like it seems very. Yeah, yeah it, it sort of only makes sense applied to a living person, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, though there is that line about the um, oh fleeing the snow, <laughs> exactly. which is probably not. And then you have totally you fled the snow about, while I stayed here. Like, yeah. About upstate New York, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, there's not. <laughs> but yeah, like it, like all these lines in the song very much sound like not like a. I mean, this isn't John Lennon type. Like I'm lashing out at Paul McCartney. I don't remember the name of the song. How, how do you sleep? Yes, thank you. <laughs> like that whole song was just like venom. That doesn't sound like the song. It sounds almost like a I we wish you would come back, Stephen type song. Like we I, I could be wrong and I wish I I wish I'm right. I really hope that I'm right that mm-hmm. it's Ed wanting I that. want this I want this song to be about Stephen and Ed. That's what I want. I want this to be like Ed's love song to Stephen. Like here and maybe it's not even I want you to come back, but it's just like Okay, I'm a mess without you. Right. Or and I miss all that. And I miss it. Like I the rest of the album sounds very happy and mm-hmm. very upbeat and like they're in a good place, but this song and there's a couple other songs on this album that don't fit that, but this song doesn't fit that happiness. Right. No. Yeah, in a certain sense, like I think we had to get the sadness out of the way and Yeah. Yes. So they could be happy. <laughs> The other thing is, uh, you know, uh, the the title uh, "High and Dry," uh, it it actually means, you know, you left me without any resources, um, and with dryness, maybe even suggesting, well, some kind of creative drought. Uh, but um, the song, of course, illustrates that that's not totally true. Uh, he's got plenty of resources up in Toronto, and and uh, is actually writing like- some very good songs. Uh, maybe some of the best of them being about yes, his relationship me with too. Stephen. And I liked the um, gorgeous uh, velvet choruses. You know what I mean? Just that beautiful layering of harmonies just sort oh, yeah. of gets you. Um, so that was nice. Too. Sorry, I've been talking a lot, Michelle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. I've been a little out of sorts, so you've been doing great. <laughs> 
Victor, I do have to say, I, I don't know where you got it or if you created it or, or what, but the logo that you created for the front of this and the end of this video that you put up. Yeah, I... I that Whoever created that logo was amazing. Because it's the Canada Dry logo, but with bare naked ladies in there. and it's, I actually thought that was like something official from the band. It did. And, and it was... It did, and it... And it was going to be used like in a music video. I felt sure they were doing, but then they didn't do one. <laughs> well, they haven't used it in any of their videos. They haven't released this as a single, which is really I, yeah, odd. I mean, and it is, it's a love song to Canada. You would think that this is what like. Uh, so there's a, another cast that that's out there, and I'm going to put a post of it on on our list this week for other other plugs underneath yours called Rock and. Rockin' Beards, where they review this whole album. It's actually kind of neat. So this song is one of those songs that th you would just imagine going into a bar in Canada and everyone's singing it. Like, it, it seems like a Canadian anthem type song. Crying and drunk. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, very much. And it's not released as a single. It was just so odd. Uh, I just have n no idea why they did that. Off this album, it was bringing it home and looking up. Yeah, I mean, I like yep. them, especially looking up. But um, I really, yeah, I would have certainly expected it to be the Canadian single. Yeah. Well, um, as we cover with bringing it home, it's the happy, like, I've look at all we've accomplished and gone through. This is the sad look of all, at all we've gone through type thing. And it's interesting because they're back to back on this album. Uh, let's see. Were there any other, like... Oh, I did want to mention that it's really interesting that Kevin actually played with the Tragically Hip on Coke Machine Glow with Gordy Dow, which all of the band mentioned as in the video that, that you had mentioned, as well as what I found online, um, for the House of Strombo, which I'm going to put up as our appearance for this week, is they did a House of Strombo appearance just after the Juno Awards. Uh, big old like hour long appearance. Yeah, they, it's actually really enjoyable. Yeah, they do a dynamite version of "Lovers in a Dangerous Sign." Just amazing. Yes. Yeah, they do it, and and their intro to it, which we'll come to in a year and a half, is really good because they give a lot of info about that song. Um, but where I was going with this, sorry, is that like they mentioned, like, well, what's their favorite song by Gordy? And it was Coke Machine Glow, which Kevin was also on. <laughs> so let's do some ratings. Yes. Well, before we got into all of this, I just gave it a quick um, category of ginger ale, since we were talking about Canada Dry. Um, it seems like it should have a better category, but I'm just going to stick with the ginger ale for now. <laughs> um, how about flat ginger ale or sad flat ginger ale? <laughs> um, I liked this song. Um, it definitely, the lyrics are, are quite beautiful. Um, to listen to it, it's not something I would necessarily go to. I wouldn't change it if it was on, but it's not going to be like break your heart. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I give it a good solid 3.5. Nice. Yes. How about you, Victor? What What is your rating for this song? Um, my rating? Uh, yep. Yes. Um, I, I 
would give uh, Canada Dry a, a 4.0. Yeah. Uh, sort of poised right on the brink of greatness. Um, I gave uh, Boomerang a 3.8, and um, I like Canada Dry more. Uh, maybe not quite as much as uh, Sunshine and Looking Up. Nice. Which I'd probably give slightly higher ratings yeah. to, but I'm, I would call it a solid four. Nice. How about you, Tracy? So uh, this is weird. It doesn't, it very rarely happens. I absolutely agree with you on the rating this week. I have it down as a 3.5 myself. <gasps> it's a song that I would listen to. What? Yeah. You and I never have the same <laughs> score. I don't think it's ever happened. Attention, hell has just frozen <laughs> over. Frozen over. No, I, I like this song. I don't search it out. If it comes on, I'll yep. sing with it. But I, I do enjoy it and will listen to it. But it's just not one that I search yep. out regularly. Um, and I do think it's a good song. Like, it's on the brink of greatness. It's just, I can't, I can't say what it's missing, but it's missing something. Yep. The The raw... It doesn't quite have that raw, gut-grabbing energy that we, for a song like this, if Steven were in the band, we, there would be a little more of a compelling element, I guess we could say. I agree. Not that it's not compelling, but it's different. Yeah. It's compelling in a different way. Uh, I agree. It, but here's the thing. It differs from as you had mentioned before like if you are going to compare it to great and slow and emotional break your heart like that's the standard you're going to measure it next to exactly and i it does not compare to break your heart or brian wilson it just it's not there well, it's not there exactly that's why i gave it a so we were going to have a special guest tonight. I wanted to have a snow on to read this since Aaron's in Jamaica and, you know, he's a Canadian rapper, one of the few white rappers next to Ed Robertson, but, you know, couldn't exactly get a hold of him. So I'm going to read Aaron's review for tonight. Um, so Canada Dry is about 119 beats per minute. It is in the key of D, is in the key of D flat major. The verse changes are essentially one, five, four, five, back to the tonic. The course changes are pretty much identical. There are some turnarounds, and so occasionally we'll wander over to the two chord and then up to the five to bring it back home to the one. This is super straightforward stuff. The bridge goes from to the two chord to the four chord. <coughs> the bridge goes to the two chord to the six chord to the five and then back to the one. It cycles through this pattern again, but lands on the three chord this time. Down to the six, then up to the four, and then up to the five, and then of course resolving back to the tonic into the final verse. Let's take a look at the song structure. We have verse one, A, verse two, A, chorus, we'll call B, verse three, A, chorus B again, bridge C, and then chorus B, giving us an A, A, B, A, C, giving us an A, A, B, A, B, C, B, which is a very standard structure. The more of these analysis that Aaron performs, the more he feels like a music snob. He says, 
I think if I sound disappointed at the simplicity of some of these songs, it's not necessarily just because it's simple. I enjoy simplicity. I love the Beatles. I love Nirvana. And B&L have some very simple, straightforward songs that I love very much. But it seems like a lot of the newer songs are kind of plodding and over, overly simplistic. And I hope the guys will get take more risks on future albums. If the melody were more interesting or the song were more engaging to me emotionally, I probably wouldn't be so hung up on it. I don't hate this song. I even rather like some parts of it. I like the bridge. I like the final chorus, starting off without the drums and bass and then having the rhythm section join in halfway. I like Ed's vocals, especially the leap into the high note in the chorus. I like all of the Canadian references in the lyrics. The song evokes a feeling of nostalgia and I certainly have pleasant memories of staying with family in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and my friends in Quebec. I love Canada and I love BNL. This is a pleasant song that I certainly wouldn't turn off and could see myself coming back to in the future. However, and you knew this was coming, it just doesn't have the edge, the bite, the verve. Then again, the lyrics indicate a sort of tiredness, world weariness. The boys are tired of touring and are homesick. They are Canada dry. They thirst for things that remind them of Canada. I understand this impulse. Every once in a while, I want to eat a peanut butter O. Henry and wash it down with some milk in a bag. I really love the lyrics. Listening to I really love the lyric. Listening to Gordy is making me cry. We have discussed how Gordon is a common name in Canada, but I have to think this is a reference to Gord Downey. He was still alive when this song was recorded, but his struggles with brain cancer were well known by that time. However, <coughs> given how revered, given how revered the hip and the Canadian, <coughs> given how revered the hip are in the Canadian music scene, I imagine it would be difficult to listen to them during this time and shortly after his passing. I would imagine the Neil references, Neil Young, although it could be Neil Pert, lots of great Canadian musicians to go around. Joni Mitchell, of course, is referenced. There are a lot of talented Canadians who could make the big and there are a lot of t talented Canadians who make it big and people in the United States don't even realize they're Canadian. But B&L, like the hip, have remained conspicuously Canadian and as much as they make their Canadianness part of their aesthetic. It's one of the things that I love about them. Overall, I rate Canada Dry 3.3 out of 5 ginger ales. I put this song up there with Bad Day, but I can't quite rate it as high as Adrift, which I gave a 3.5. It's certainly a good song, and I might even be a rating and I might even be rating it a little highly. And I might even be rating it a little more highly than I would normally due to the great nostalgic Canadian lyric lyrical content it does leave me wanting though <clears throat> it does leave me wanting more though i guess it leaves me canada dry and that's why and that's the way it looks from jamaica back to you guys so i already did my plug i do want to make sure that we plug victor's website which is unofficial yes. bare naked abcs again um, I'll be it's great, uh, Victor. I love the stuff that you do. It's so you. good. And you've branched out recently with other bare naked ladies ones too. Oh yes, I did uh, one for Kevin, and uh, I started a page for Stephen. 
Uh, nice. You had mentioned that the last time you were on the podcast. Oh, that's exciting. I haven't seen that. It inspired me to actually write to Stephen and say, what is nothing special about? <laughs> well, I thought I took a good guess, but we'll see. <laughs> so if you haven't checked out his website, please do. It's actually really great and it's enjoyable and it's a great way to watch the music and listen to it. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Oh, well, we've been talking for a little while now. I've had enough enough ginger ale for the night. Actually, I'm getting a little bit of like heartburn and there's like no real good way to take care of that other than to like stuff my mouth with some food. I, I think it's snack time. <laughs> so that's our song for next week. Next week we're gonna we're gonna delve into the, the Canadian snack time trilogy. And we're going to go out of order because you would think popcorn would go first, but it's not because they number it one, two, and three. And number one is snack time. So we will be covering snack time first. Numerical order trumps alphabetical order in this instance. It does. (laughs) At least according to my computer. Yes. And we will have a special guest for the next three because we're going to have people coming on to do the next three with us. The people from Monster Squad will be joining us for the next th- for the Canadian Snack Time Trilogy as we discuss Canadian-themed stuff with Canadians. Fantastic. Very funny. Yeah, they are. They're a lot of fun. As are you, Victor. Yes, Victor. This is a <laughs> treat. We're always happy to have you on with us. Thank you for joining us. Oh, and thank you for having me. And remember to subscribe to Bare Naked ABCs. <laughs> Maybe if we ever get a, uh, what do they call those? Those, uh, oh, I can't remember what they call those extra little pages that you, you get paid for having on the side. Uh, Pantheon. Oh, the Patreon. Patreon, thank you. Yes, if we ever get a Patreon account, oh cool, yes. then maybe we'll cover like Finn Buckle <laughs> okay. and Stephen Page, yes. <laughs> and, and we'll have you on yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, the Cregan brothers. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank so you. until then, thank you guys very much for joining us, Victor, and thanks. That was fun. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.